You are listening to Fika with Vicky on United Public Radio, 107.7 and 105.3 from New Orleans. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Fika. Our returning guests today are Michelle Dory and Jim Moriarty. You may remember that they were here in October. Jim is not frozen. He is just acting that way. (laughs) 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 To try to throw me off, but I'm right on there, Jim. You are going to remember Jim and the lovely Michelle (laughs) from last October when they were here to discuss their The Hauntings of Kingston series. And we had so much fun that they're back again to talk about their Witch Way series. You got it, Witch as in W-I-T-C-H, which I'm calling Fun, Funny, and Fantastical. Just the thing for these January dark skies, dreary to the bone, and gloomy days. I know not everyone's having the same weather I am, but even so, we all need a pick-me-up from time to time. And Witch Way's is I guarantee is going to do just that. You don't have to go you don't ha- you don't even have to go through the bother of deciding whether you want to read a vampire, an alien <laughs> and insert the mysterious character of your choice which way has it all baby. And but don't let that think you think don't let that fool into you thinking that that's all there are to these books. They have their own sense of wisdom, a way of talking to people of a, who have lived some life so that they are nodding their heads in agreement and hoping that Amy has a massive learning curve. But once again, <laughs> that could only be me. Thank you for filling my January with Stevie Nicks, Moon Dances, Magic and Laughter, Michelle and Jim. And welcome back to Fika. Thanks for having us. It's great to be back. It, it's 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 always fun. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Despite some obstacles. <laughs> we got the check working this time, Vicky. Yeah. <laughs> we got the check working. We did. And and I have to apologize for sending you outside last time. But see, you made that little comment about it having to be a man <laughs> that found a solution. And I just naturally said, keep on walking, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> You are so not the first woman to kick me out. <laughs> yeah, but it's Michelle's house. I should give her that privilege. <laughs> and enjoyment. So, yes, I have the same. I have a nemesis with the same name as Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> How did that work? <laughs> you want to know something really weird? I have a son-in-law named Watson. <laughs> That's right. I'm going. I'm going to go talk to Watson about you and get. The, <laughs> I mean, he could write a book. He could be a writer. He could write <laughs> about Jim Moriarty in a sort of like docu series. Okay. But this isn't about me. This is about the author. It's about both of you because you both contribute to these books. Correct. Yes, you write together. Yeah. And, and I think for lackey. And, 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 Okay, anyways, moving on. On occasion, I'm going to say moving on. That means I'm ignoring Jim and just moving on. Just so you have a heads up. So, um, 
as always, I'm going to ask you to give a little tiny synopsis of what this book, this series is about. So people have an idea of what we're talking about. Okay. The, um, the Which Way series is, uh, it's a tale about two sisters whose lives followed wildly different paths, but they reconnect. Um, the one, the older sister, she is a single mom who waits tables at Denny's while her younger sister, Marin had, uh, um, she's got a life as a housewife, a mother, and uh, a very lucrative real estate business. And when the older sister experiences a life crisis, she reaches out to her young sister, only to discover that she's going through her own uh, crisis. And um, even though they they have kind of drifted apart because they have kind of different socioeconomic statuses, um, they rally together to support one another when, when times get tough. So the older sister is very whimsical and uh, free-spirited, and she, she convinces her younger conventional sister they need to go on a road trip. They need to reconnect and, and have some fun and put the crap behind them. A bit. So anyways, um, they purchase a secondhand RV, and then they set off over through northern New York, and they're in Virginia when they have a really kind of spooky, bizarre experience and they wake up and uh, everything has changed. That nothing is the same. Um, they discover magic in the world. And that's the fact that uh, it's real magic. It's not some floor cleaner or anything. It's magic. And they're gobsmacked by this. But um, Marin is the first to experience the weird and wild. She sees... Um, um, fairies she can talk to them and she's just gobsmacked and there's werewolves and a vampire who has a <laughs> drinking problem <laughs> and but and we're not is, talking that the problem isn't blood with his drinking oh no <laughs> so it really isn't. it's a conventional drinking <laughs> time <laughs> but anyhow these magical beings that they they now encounter they all they're like anyone else they laws and, and like normal people and there are there's an, um, a brawl between two competing factions that uh, the two sisters get kind of caught up in and um, it gets a little bit scary for them because not everyone likes witches so it's a, it's a pretty fun um, it's a fun series to uh, to to read it is it is it is definitely like I said you want a little lift you want to laugh you want to remember things you just want to and and a road trip is always always oh, yeah. the best. i mean we all not all of us but um but me and i love road trips right it's just 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 making imagine just making the the playlist for a road trip yeah, <laughs> it's fun in itself, right? Yeah, You're just yeah. just all of the prep and all of the all of the getting it together and the thinking and things happen if you allow yourself to go off the beaten yeah. trail. Uh, yeah. Their life happens in those moments, so I find it very believable that they would. <laughs> I mean, not to the extent perhaps, yeah. <laughs> that they do, but that they found some some growth, some interesting yeah. growth in patterns. Can I interject there. something? Yes. L later on in the series, 
Marin and Kara end up in Salem. And so, researching that book, Michelle and I had a road trip and we spent a few days in Salem, Massachusetts. And it was just going to Salem and then returning home from Salem was just so incredibly enjoyable. Yeah. And, Did you uh, go in the autumn? Yes. Yeah, yeah, we went. Uh, it was before Halloween, but like Salem was all decked out, just yeah. totally Halloween. The road trips rock. And yeah. and the leaves had changed. Oh yep. yeah. yeah, yeah. It was in October. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, sometimes you know you go further. I mean, but Mass isn't Mass isn't. So it depends on the year and stuff, Jim. I mean, you can't be sure. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> sure. So I ask. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I ask. <laughs> it's okay. Um, moving no, along. Moving along. <laughs> I will not be throwing off my path. No, because we have, when I first, this is my 52nd episode. So wow, pretty close to the, to, to, we have survived a year, <laughs> despite wow. some of the guests. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have survived the year. And at the beginning on my first show, I said that I wanted to have real witches on the show and then also fictional like, ah. books about witches. And I haven't, I don't think, I haven't really done a lot of fictional witches. So this is, this is perfect. Yeah. So it would be, you know, because, um, so when we talk about Salem, um, we are talking about the fictional witches experience of yeah of Salem and, and, and where you still run into, I'm sure did they run into a little um, negativity or were they from the past or were they embraced um, in the, in the, by the group today? I mean, cause that's, that's the place for witches to go. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. <laughs> in North America. It yeah. is, I hear a party. So it's, Oh, it's fun. Oh wonderful. yeah. It's, Per, like it's a parade every night. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Everybody and dressed up and yeah. One of our amazing. best road trips. Yeah. It was. I mean, it was so much fun. The shops in that must have been incredible. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You had you just, a <laughs> Did you drop a lot? <laughs> I, think, I mean, I've I've come to the point in my life where it's like, do I have room for that? You know, so it sort of drops the spontaneous. Do my kids want to deal with that after? I, you know? no, I think the biggest thing we came back with, sweetheart, and correct me if I'm wrong, was your hat, your witch's hat. Oh, a few souvenirs for my daughter, but yeah, the witch's yeah. hat was just, yeah, yeah, it was like, it's like authentic Salem. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't pass that up. Now I want to go get one. So, so, the, so the, I mean, that's a big part of your writing experience, though. You guys love to go on road trips and yeah. that sort of always feeds back into, um, into your writing. Like I've spent, you know, like I said, a lot of time going down the eastern coast and i could just check off the towns and stuff that you talk about mm -hmm. in in the trip okay now we're going through there and recognizing some things yeah. and stuff so yeah so yeah it's a part <laughs> and we call that research 
Yeah. You call that research. Yeah, but it's yes. more, it's fun out there research. It's not sitting in front of the computer library no. research. And, and I think that the real experience does make a lot of difference in, in yeah. writing possibly because okay. you know, you know what it's like to pull onto that beach and smell that fry truck and, yeah. and, you know, after driving, you know what it's like to yeah. be tired after driving for a long time or looking for a campsite or, yeah or whatever. So do you guys have a camper or no. do you, you just go to motels? No. And we just do the motel route. Yeah. No, my I idea of roughing it, my idea of roughing it is a hotel with no room service. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do come from the city. Okay. The big old city of New York down in the Bronx. So there's not a lot of camping opportunities right within that. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> I did it twice, <laughs> and that was and never that twice. Was fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, I was going to say. Okay, so when it comes to writing, if people like can't remember last time or whatever, you were saying that Jim writes the more emotional parts. Yes, and you write more the story moving it along the plot yep. and things yep. like that. And yep. is that, was that the same with this book? Yeah, it's pretty well, it's, um, it's just the way we are. Like I'm, I'm kind of a staid Canadian, you know, um, whereas he's, <laughs> he's a New Yorker. <laughs> and he, he, yeah, yeah. Much more emotional. And uh, yeah, a lot of scenes that I write, then he will go into it and he'll just add this, that, or the other thing, because as he's always reminding me, we sell feelings, Michelle. <laughs> that's why, that's why readers want to pick up their book. They want to <laughs> feel for a character. So he adds that. He adds that little extra. Um, so um, when I, I say that you guys, there's a, a sense of wisdom to these books. Now, when we talked about your Haunting of Kingston series, and we talked about in that series that classism um, does breed violence because that was back in the 1800s. And, 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 you know, there was very much you're here, you're the kitchen wench, you know, we don't, we don't meet and you're nothing. Um, <clears throat> I found that there was a lesson like just in the first book, I have to complete the second book um, as well that there was. And we have talked about how your characters do have learning curves and there are reasons for, there's a lot of thought that goes into these characters and who they are as people and what has influenced them. So are these bits of wisdom um, part of important to you in your writing or do they just show up because that's a part of who you are? Um, we don't really like in, in terms of life lessons or a, a message, it doesn't really start out that way. But when you're creating a character, um, you have a certain type, you know, what this, this character is all about, what, what, uh, their beliefs are, misbeliefs are their insecurities their strength and the character more or less in the story you, you've got I've got a story structure but a lot of times the character will kind of take a life of their own they'll start talking to me <laughs> and, no that's that's there's nothing wrong with you Michelle no, that's not no, mysterious no. that happens yeah. to all the authors I think oh yeah and it's, when it happens it's lovely and yeah and and if there's a a message or 
theme, whatever that comes through, it comes through with the character. Um, in it's the, just, during the story. Yeah. Well, th that's it. I don't want people to think that these lessons are obvious or, no. or heavy handed or judgy or preachy in any way. I have no tolerance for that, but I do, I do like to see that little, you know, that little change in the character. I think it's important. I think character, not every character, but you know, there has to be some growth there whatsoever. Yeah. What, I think, anyways. It, too. It, and it, it happens as a natural progression of the character's story arc. Mm -hmm. The, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the, the, uh, we, we, I don't think we've ever, Michelle, I don't think we've ever started a book with a message. But <laughs> the, no, no, the, no, that's not what I mean. At the end of the, but in the course of the book, we find that there is normally a, common theme and as we researched the book itself that we're working on but then also uh, we belong to many writers groups and you find it all over and over again that you can take if if you found a really good movie if you read a really good book you will see at the end of the book you can say well what's that book about and you'll be able to say what the theme is and that's that's but it's so deep and we never and we always find it when we're about about halfway through Michelle when we sit down yeah. and we do the revamp and we do the final outcomes that we're going for. That's yeah. when we use about the halfway mark when we have our discussions and meetings back and forth. That's when we land. Oh, this is the theme. And then we can write to that. But it always starts out with what if what if two sisters who had been somewhat estranged got together on a road trip road trip and then what happens to them so you have the plot then you have the characters and if you did everything well up front it just naturally comes out it is a natural process because in life our lessons are a natural process right mm -hmm. and, and and once again i don't want it to make it sound like i'm because some people are like lessons ooh but <laughs> no not today charlie <laughs> <clears throat> excuse me but um i i do like looking deeper into the book i do yeah. like finding that thing that's sort of like my thing and and when it hits i mean i'm not looking the whole time i'm enjoying the story and hating mm -hmm. on some of the characters and whatever but <laughs> when it does come it's just like <laughs> when it does come it's um it's it's, it's, it's a nice thing to see. It's sort of like the icing on the top of the cake. And I think you guys do that so well. I'm just like, uh, just like, ooh, I like that. So, Michelle, <laughs> you do that so well. Oh, thank and, you. And, and my, I, I do take um, suggestions when they are warranted. <laughs> <laughs> which i should say these books are written under shelly dory yes. so if you're looking them up um, make sure you put shelly dory in there and um and you will find the haunted books uh under michelle dory's yeah website yeah. yes yeah well they're both actually if you want if you visit my website michelledory.com um i have both both uh, pen names featured there yeah 
and 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 they are the hauntings are serious because they're hauntings <laughs> and it's you have stupid. to go through yes and you have to go through the i mean they always start with someone's death um so you can have someone to haunt right yeah, yeah <laughs> you, like have to have to you have to have a dead body somewhere <laughs> way back the there's nowhere getting past that <laughs> so then you know usually that's a sad story which is the reason why they come back um and there is a lot of research in those books and there is so it's just interesting that you can write that and then you can turn around and write fun Fun books. Fun, fun, funny books. Yeah. Um, and very, I, I think I love it when, when writers are not afraid to put in, you know, um, pop culture. Okay. To me, that makes it even more real. So, you know, you have t-shirts with certain people, you know, mentions, um, just some of the things that you tied up together that once they were done, I was like, I read them. I was like, Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> I didn't think of that, but let's just say <clears throat> there was a little Van Morrison going on this week. Yes. <laughs> As well. So, I mean, that's so great. And, and for people that remember that or whatever, it just makes them feel comfortable. I think it's yes. a very comfortable book. I don't think it makes anybody feel, you know, um, um, they're waiting for something. It's, they're just good. They're just good fun books yep, they're fun books and so obviously you have <clears throat> um <laughs> talking about this last time i was like i think these people are so happy up there in kingston because they just <laughs> seem to be having such a good time <laughs> and, um and you guys produce a lot of work together like i think i counted three last year that yes yeah, there were three books last year. Yes. And yeah. so there's like, what is there, six series that you've done and plus some like individuals or? Yeah, there, yeah there's not very many standalones. Uh, they're mostly uh, books in series. Um, in this genre, which is the paranormal women's fantasy genre, um, we have, um, let me see, Mystical Veil. Uh, the Witch Way series, the Hex After 40, uh, the Celtic Knot series, and also the one Harmony that Grove. Har the Harmony Grove, which I'm currently, I'm, in, I'm about a third of the way through my third book in that series. Yeah. And the Legacy? <clears throat> the Legacy, yes. The, the Legacy is actually uh, the Mystical Veil series. That one was, Okay. That was written before I got into paranormal women's fiction, and it, it features a younger protagonist, a heroine, and she has a paranormal ability. She's actually like a ghost whisperer, but uh, yeah, it's a, it's a younger generation, but it's it's a very good, it's a very popular series. I I I yeah. only gotten read the first one, but yeah. I I loved it. Yeah. And I think it's important to read books with variously different aged characters. Um, I think you'll love the way that series ends. I, yeah. I, I, I already have more feeling for that character than I do for Amy. <laughs> <laughs> I am on a I was reading, you know, trying to get in here and um, just to slide into the thing. And I was just like, oh, don't read about Amy right before you go on. 
<laughs> Can I make a point here? Yes. <laughs> uh, as Michelle said earlier, one of the things that we do uh, that we focus on is we sell feelings. And the feeling of frustration or resentment or anger that you feel towards Amy is not is actually it's indicative of how good a writer she is. Oh. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. It's it, 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 it's it's absolutely true. I, if I didn't care about the book, I wouldn't have these feelings for Amy. Exactly. But yeah. I didn't want her to overpower the entire <laughs> what she's doing anyway. <laughs> she's not even one of the protagonists. She's just a side character. <laughs> but I just. I don't. Anyways, enough about Amy. She'll come up again. I know she will pop up again because yeah. obviously Maybe she do lesson. a series about Amy. <laughs> <laughs> don't want to drive me that no. crazy? No, your characters do. I, okay, when I I visualize the book. Okay, when I'm reading it. So if I can visualize the characters and I can get inside their relationships and I can say between the sisters, Marin and Kara, I'm team Kara because <laughs> that's the way it is. And I realize they're getting back together and they're forgiving their past discretions, but that doesn't mean I have to. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, I, you know, I've been known to yell at characters. <laughs> That. Good. So, Good. so it is. I mean, that's why I do this show. I've got to find out what's job, going on it? behind behind these characters. All right, I I can't yeah. leave it at the book. Right. <laughs> so, so they are. It is very well character driven. The plot, the scenes. Like I said, I can visualize. We'll just say the RV pulling up to a beach, you know, in summer with families there and the fry truck and the little convenience store. I can see it. I can smell it. I am there. Oh, and that's that, good. that is yeah. so, so I have them, I have them pictured and, um, um, Oh, <laughs> Okay, there he is. I'm sorry. I was just reading. I was reading the note, and I'm making it bigger because I have to get a new bifocal prescription. Okay. Oh. <laughs> so, hysteria, husband, husband who is always about history, would like to know if um, has the new Kingston has Kingston. Okay, David, hey now. Kingston has the SS Keywatton ship. Be yes. cool to add yes. that to a future book. Yes, it would be actually. Literally. Yeah. We're yeah. not saying anything about that because it's it, no, because the Kiwatin is actually at a very small seminal stage. It hasn't gotten through the first hurdle, but uh, tell your husband that. Well, you can big. tell. <laughs> it's, 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 if that it's, was your husband, because if that was your husband, holy Toledo, he looks like he's in his thirties. So <laughs> he did. He did before he dyed his hair white. <laughs> Um, the Santa Claus for, you know, just just out of an urge to do That's a killer that. picture. So, I thought I had a good so, picture. Um, that guy has a killer picture. <laughs> okay, so your team, Dave. All right, we're on <laughs> Michelle. Adios, I'm we go. Michelle, I'm giving you a call. We're going out for dinner. We have things yeah. to talk about. Yes, for sure. <laughs> we have things to talk about. <laughs> Dopey. Okay, and once again, I say. As a disclaimer, I do love him. All right. 
<laughs> so you're you're um <laughs> so obviously you're paranormal fans i mean all of these books are from the ghosts to the witches vampires owls yeah. they're all what are some of your favorite books or shows just so that people can check them out or um i like um the Lord of the Rings, like I read that when I was a teenager and the movies were great. Um, and Practical Magic was good. Uh, Witches of Eastwick, I like that as well. And of course, anything that comes on that has to do with haunted houses or whatever. <laughs> I, I'm all over that, of course. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, that's that's pretty well it. Um, yeah, Game of Thrones, but that's not as much fantasy, but uh yeah. So I'm I'm a huge Lord of the Rings oh, fan. Yeah. As, as, as it just I mean, I don't even care how they interpreted the books. Just being in a theater with in the middle of, of that was like living there. So oh, yeah. it wasn't yeah. so does this mean that you that you have a crush on a certain <laughs> or was that just a character in the book? No, no, just a character, I think. <laughs> and Jim, are you, is Michelle just a paranormal fan or are you as well? Like, is that one of the things, Glute? I, en I, I enjoy, uh, I enjoy a good fantasy. Uh, I preferred uh, Game of Thrones, the first five seasons to Lord of the Rings. I'm, I was never a fan of Tolkien's writing, but uh, I read all of it, but uh, I'm, I'm, but the uh, the production of Lord of, of Game of Thrones, I'm a guy, so you know, give me some battle scenes and stuff like that, and I really got a charge out of that. For for me, uh, it's interesting, and I don't, I've I've never, I only just thought of it just now. We both really enjoyed uh, TV series by Julian Fallows, uh, Downton Abbey. Oh, and and his that. current series that he's got going, which is The Gilded Age. Those provided a lot of backstory for that first haunting of Kingston's, uh, the Crawley House, the haunting of Crawley House. Just watching the interplay between the upstairs high class and the, downstairs. And the working class that were downstairs. Yeah. So uh, that we really enjoyed that. And in terms of my entertainment reading, uh, aside from what I what I just described, uh, John Grisham books are something that I really enjoy as well, the lawyer lawyer type of books. But uh, in terms of uh, fantasy fiction... Um, That's more okay, Michelle's. I like Twilight. <laughs> I enjoy Twilight. So, yeah. so, and The Hunger Games. I enjoy yeah. those two. Yes. Those two yeah, that was good too. Oh, so you would take Amy's side. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle, we could we could take a walk. Me and Amy could take a walk around the block. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle, yes, I love your books, but please Thank never you. make your vampire sparkly. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> I, I'd rather have to give them a drinking problem. <laughs> yeah, he can get over that. It's hard to lose the sparkles, right? Yeah, but. Yeah. 
<laughs> but he can he can be encouraged to to move on from yeah. from that. But I can see with the history in that. I can I can really see as soon as you said down to Nabby, I can really see that in in yeah. the researching and doing for any you know 19th century kind of um yeah. Yeah. kind of thing and the feelings between the different characters. So yeah, that that works for me. Yeah. Twilight not, so Not that I have a disclaimer here. I respect everyone's right to I every kind of reader is my kind of reader. I just, you know, have some thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not disparaging of anyone who likes certain kinds of vampire books. But like I'm more of the Dracula. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so you do we have we have the book legacy. And you said the mystical veil, which, which it has a younger character, but most of your books do have characters in their forties, mm -hmm. right? Which is, yeah. have yeah. you have you ever thought of taking that leap to, <laughs> to the retirement readers out there, or or the having a character that's like a senior, sixty five or whatever? I, I might, I it, I can see myself doing that maybe uh, down the road, but the series that I'm I'm writing right now the the Harmony, Harmony Grove, Grove. Good Life in, in uh, Harmony Grove. It actually spans four generations of oh. uh, witches. And I have one that is really elderly, who's the leader of the covens, who's who's such a character. Just so she's very, very humorous, and her daughter is much more staid. Um, so it and it's fun to write a character that's uh um, you know, it, it, it's in a, not as common. Like the, there's a lot of um, characters that are in their twenties, whatever. But writing somebody who is much, much older, and then going down the, um, you know, the generations, and and what are their frame of references as well? Because each, you know, they're, they're all going to have different expressions, whatever. Um, and the interplay between the generations is it's fun to write as well. But the Harmony Grove series, it's basically two covens of witches in a small northern town and and the uh, friction between the covens. And of course, there's a ton of magic as well. And but it's the character development in in uh, that that is prime in that series, like the interplay between the characters are you know, what happens to them, the kitchen sinks you throw at them and how they have to grow and handle, you know, it's a good series. I know it sounds like it. And I can see how you would do that well, because you do know your characters and you do, and the interaction and interplay between them would, would I'm sure be interesting because there does have to be that research. What, was it like for people growing up in the 70s or what was it i mean if you don't if you don't that's the easy part live that, <laughs> well, if you're of a certain age but you know i mean it's great because that's like having if you're doing a younger character you have to look that up and you get to oh, yeah. know what all the new music is you know when yeah. you stood there and said i don't know what's wrong with these people i'm going to always listen to what's popular today in music we all said that and yes. do we know what's popular today no, no. Do we, we don't even know we no. did it 
<laughs> we forgot that vow. So this, this allows- Not all of us. <laughs> I like Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor Swift. Yes. Oh my gosh, she should because never mind. when my husband was driving, he lost his serious radio for a while. It wasn't working. Oh. And so he was listening to regular radio and he was developing all these new songs. Oh. <laughs> favorites, new favorite songs. I was oh, no. Like, no, but Vicky, you have to listen to this. So I can yeah. Um yeah, no, you shall never meet. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle and I can meet anytime, yeah, Michelle. Yeah, you know, when I'm off that way, my next road trip. <laughs> you can pop them somewhere while. <laughs> um, but um, I'm outnumbered. <laughs> oh, poor. <laughs> so, anyhow, uh, moving on. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. I, I think I think that's a very interesting premise for, for a series. And I need to definitely check that out. But I do think there's becoming more of a readership. Um, you said there's an elderly character in there, but I do think as this generation, this generation, you know, an older generation grows. There, I know a lot of authors that are, you know sort of because that you're getting that experience the younger writers don't know about of being older and and what what that is um what that is like but there there is a, a looking at some facebook groups uh, of uh, following other authors that write paranormal women's fiction um a lot of the comments from the people like i'm sick of reading about a 20 year old heroine who's you know she's got all the answers and she's saving the world and it's like that you know that's not it's not real at all realistic even even in fantasy but but if you got a, um, a <laughs> I that would be a fantasy <laughs> yeah, no kidding. but if you've got a, a woman that's uh, she's been kicked around a little bit by by life you know divorce or ki kids have grown up she's raised them and that's a challenge like she's not gonna. She's more of a kick-ass heroine, and she's not. She's she's an interesting character, and you can see that the potential is there for her. Like if if like so the if the world needs saving, I'd rather trust her than a twenty-year-old. <laughs> no, no, exactly. Like I mean, there was a time with the gothic novels and that where they were all these innocent little things, you know, yeah. showing up in the castle and oh dear, yeah. what is happening to me? You know, <laughs> I guess so it does get really boring after a while. But yeah. but it does to hear and and they have life stories. I mean, you say that your characters talk to you. I think any author, whether it shows up in the book or whatever knows exactly what happened to their characters in the past and why they are the yeah. way that they are in order to keep them on the trail so they have all this past life experience yeah. and and yeah. these things to to fall on so i am really enjoying um watching some of these books which you don't have 20 year olds you have 40 year olds and you have yeah. and and i would like to point out that depending on when you did certain things in your life like Marin and Care were obviously very young when they got married and had children. Like yeah. right, right. Because early twenties. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. because in the forties. But if you were like 30 when you did that, 
you could you could change the whole thing to the 50s right oh, <laughs> to, oh, to being yeah, in your easily. 50s because easily. yeah no so a lot of things aren't just chronological age but the age at which you have experienced different things yeah in in your life so uh, you yeah definitely and also you know when um if there are children involved when they decide to to leave the nest um and an empty nest comes in or when you decide to retire whether it's earlier or older you know those ages get to merge because it's the experiences that yeah yeah that they yes. that they work with so i found um i found i found <laughs> The magic mystery, magical, the midlife magical mystery tour. I got it out. I'm just going to call it MMD from now on. Yeah, it's definitely mouthful. <laughs> yes. I found it very relevant to even my life or just like looking back a few years um, yeah. and, and, and to do and that. So it is, but it is good to have these kick-ass older women who have yeah. lived life and i think it shouldn't be women's fiction i think it should be everybody's fiction because <laughs> i think it would do some some people um uh, good to read this to see what it's actually like to be an older woman yeah. and obviously there's male writing involved in here so i say guys give this a chance yes oh yeah <laughs> hey, i give it to my light <laughs> <laughs> and you like Twilight. I just, I'm really having a hard time. I'm having a hard time, you know, joining this. It's just, it's I'm just a man of many facets, baby. What can I tell you? <laughs> I, uh, but I do understand the Tolkien thing because as I have um, volunteered on here before, I have never actually read the third in the book in this in the trilogy mm -hmm. because for me he's too descriptive and it's great it takes gen it takes genius i mean he mm -hmm. he made worlds he made languages oh, yeah. but yeah. i find found myself too much like going through the wonderful mountain scenes yeah to get yeah. to the action and the dialogue and and can i make a point know. when those books were published <clears throat> there wasn't a, we didn't have television you had a movie and special effects were virtually non-existent mm -hmm. and so the only way that you could like they had to overdose us with the flowery prose for whatever you know whatever you wanted to call it because that's all that they had available to them which actually made it quite easy for the guy making the movies because then he had it all laid out for him but, oh no! Um, it is. It is. It is open. definitely. Um, it is definitely a lot of material. And like I said, he is a genius. But the type of reader I am, even now, there are books that will go on where I, I am. Obviously, I want to know what's behind the characters, why they're living the lives they're living, and you I know. Understand putting yeah. putting their labels in there so if i can understand yes thank you for understanding and i will understand the twilight <laughs> and then <laughs> we can get along admirably <laughs> okay so because i think you guys are going to write right no matter what and there's not going to be any um uh, there's just an interesting thing now as as 
as writers, people sometimes come up with an idea and they say, oh, the idea has been done a thousand times. Well, there isn't an idea out there that hasn't been done a thousand mm -hmm. times because yeah. there are only so many basic yeah. locations and tropes and things that you can do. So a road trip book um, has been done like many times, but it's not out of Michelle's voice and planning and yeah. Jim's emotions. <laughs> Still having trouble because <laughs> so so this is how when you come across something like this, does it deter you at all? Um is there anything that deters you guys from writing? Because three books a year, I'm but <laughs> five sometimes. Um sometimes six. When we books. were really turning and burning, we, yeah, we would we write were. six books a year. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. There, there, sometimes, like, we'll kick around an idea, a premise for a story. And, like, Shelley? As, as, Shelley? Shelley? The Trombon book. The Trombon haunting book. Oh, yes, Perfect yes. Perfect example. That's true. That one never got wrote, written, rather. Um, yeah, because we ski at Tremblant, and it's it's a, an amazing place, and there's an amazing story. For listeners, story. Mont Tremblant is the biggest ski hill in the East Coast. It, they have World Cup races there. It's in Quebec, and it's the highest peak on the East Coast. It's a bigger hill than anything you'll find in Vermont or New Hampshire. And it's Michelle and I, we try to get up there every ski season at least two, if not three times. So, you usually go in February, right? You, yeah. you mentioned, yeah. yeah, yes. But, uh, that I think, Shelly, I think that's a perfect example of yeah. a book idea that we just could not get off the ground. No, and and yet the story behind it, uh, the how, how the person who built the uh, Mont Tremblant and his his tragic death, which is a little bit of a mystery. And yep. his story- right there. <laughs> uh, every, there was so much there. And we kicked that idea around- For years. Uh, yeah, for years. How do we, how do, what's, how do we pull it all together? And it just, it never materialized. We've- yep. I just didn't- down. No, and yet it, it, it has the potential of being a great story. But there's just a few pieces that are missing that we can't yeah. just, just elude us that uh, to to wind it all together, you know, into yeah. a novel. But yeah, so that's that's one thing. It's just um, sometimes you can't get a story together. So have you totally given up on it? Is it something? Oh, no, I have might... a file here that's an inch thick. Of so research. it may be revisited at a later oh. time. Oh, yeah. So yeah. we so never throw an idea away. No. So bringing up, bringing that up, do you think that sometimes there is the right time to write a novel? I think so. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. For the author, you're in the right mood. It, just like there's the book to be read at that time, right? Like this yeah. book is, is October is perfect for the ghostly kind of things. Um, right now you're looking for something a little sunnier and, and more upbeat. So the same goes for writing yeah exactly yeah. yeah when it's ready the book okay there's something uh stephen king the, a few people have heard of him i think a few <laughs> he wrote a book <laughs> he has a book that is here it is it's called on writing oh that's the perfect that's a fantastic yeah. book okay. yeah it's the Bible, one of the best. yeah yeah stephen king on writing and it's a memoir of the craft 
one of the things that he really pushed in that book was the concept. And how many times have we said this, Shelley? The book is boss. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Yeah. If, the bo- if the book is ready to be written, we're going to know. It's going to tell us. And, it, and it's more a case of not as much of us creating something. It's more a case of us extracting the story. And that, that's, right, right. And, and it's respect for that story. You don't want to ruin it by not writing it. I mean, obviously, you guys think this is a great story. So you're wanting to be in the perfect frame of mind. Yes. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I think so. Okay. Yeah, it's on the back burner. (laughs) (laughs) We have a question. Okay. Do you, author Brian Greiner would like to know, do you ever feel the urge to dabble in shorter forms of fiction, example, novelettes and short stories? Some authors do that to explore side stories in the universe of their series. So in the Amy case, you could do a shorter little book just explaining Amy. Yeah, we haven't, we haven't uh, written uh, short, short form fiction um i've thought about it but it's it's um i don't think it's that easy to 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 write a short story and and people who do it and do it well like i admire them but uh, no we haven't done that but it it might be something that we will do just spin off characters um you know their backstory whatever um you know it, it might happen yep it is people don't understand that about short stories that you're taking all of these ideas about beginning ending middle yeah. plot and squishing them to the most yeah. the most barest yeah. things so yeah so yeah. in a lot of ways you're still writing a big book because you need all that information yeah you still have but, the story uh, arc yeah yeah that, that's very insightful on your part vicky the yeah. uh the the crafting of a short story and short story is roughly 10,000 to 20,000 words on the outside, 15 to 25. Anyway, call it 15,000 words. You still have to be a, the amount of craftsmanship to get that in and to have it resonate with a reader in such a small space. That That's a talent that, frankly, uh, would take us a long time to develop. We spent five years paying our dues writing novels. We would have to spend another two to three years to be able to craft a short story as well as some of the authors out there. Uh, Chris Rush, she is a genius with short stories or Stephen King for that matter. That's how he made his bones in the craft when he started out was writing short stories. Uh, For us, we went to novels and we're glad we did. We enjoy the process, I think, Michelle. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, we do. uh, We get to write. That's an entirely different set of skills or it's it's a set of skills that would require much more work on our part that at our age, Twenty nine, yeah, yeah. <laughs> thirty nine. Twenty nine. It's something that we just don't want to do. I, I I thought I'd be kind, despite the fact that some people are like, "Oh, he looks so young in his picture." Who is writing a whole novel for you in the comments section here? Okay, so I. Uh, <laughs> 
I'll get to that, dearie. Um, so that is important because a lot of people look at short story writers and say, oh, they're just writing short stories. And no. and it's not that way no. at all. But you what you're one. no, but what you're saying is there are some people who just like to find their zone and yes. and practice that zone and yes. stick with that zone because i mean i think it's like decluttering your house or whatever when you get to 29 <laughs> you sort of have to focus on the main things and and work on them because it is a lot of it is a lot of looking around out there and finding places for these things but you have your niche and you have your your marketing and once again you do put on occasion one of your new series at the end of another book which yes, i think yes. is marvelous marketing because yes. it just brings that person right yeah. into that for any of you indie authors out there that's always a great choice yeah. i would also like to point out that brian's books are like game of thrones <laughs> <laughs> although he did write a haiku book <laughs> <laughs> haiku, really? <laughs> haiku, yes, yes. Brian has a haiku cat book out there. Which, well, that's um, funny because I was going to say when we were on the topic of short stories that if you really want to make your life hell, write poetry. <laughs> oh my god! And then, oh. and then, yeah. Well, I mean, unfortunately, it doesn't really have the market out there in in modern society as as a general rule. It has its, its own work niche to make a good poem. And even then yeah. to go to haiku, forget it. I'm but you're the, yeah, no, but you're the emotional guy. You should be writing books. But I'm also lazy. <laughs> but you're yeah. also from New York. <laughs> so somewhere in the poem would be like, get out of here. <laughs> I shouldn't have done that. I apologize to everyone from <laughs> Let's get out of here. <laughs> exactly. I can't do it. Oh, I can't God. do that. Okay, so for any of for you guys or anybody out there <laughs> looking for a show idea, um, oh, <laughs> Brian says I have to that writing poetry is a great diversion and works well for personalized <laughs> greeting cards, <laughs> which he makes. Which he makes. Oh, yeah? You might want to join. Brian might want to join the club with you and Dave because. Um, <laughs> We have our moments as well, but he sends out these wonderful for for people. Who, he sends out these wonderful greeting cards, which are very kind of him. Okay, mm -hmm. so Dave is on this thing about writing a whole series about, about a whole book about this um vortex that is not yeah. far from Kingston, yeah. um, the Marysville vortex, um, the Bermuda yeah. Triangle of Lake Ontario, and has yeah. swallowed over a hundred ships. Okay, and oh. they have and. They add this to the book or looked into it for the future, which he is then followed by. Because <laughs> he's obviously not listening to what I'm saying on here. <laughs> That's surprising. Wow. Um, okay, me. so it's the I, same I, thing. I yeah, I, I just I had an answer. And I just, I just answered. It. It. So. <laughs> <laughs> so now they're off. Yes. <laughs> he quite often does that when people are writing about certain areas because um wow. but that would go with the his the hauntings of Kingston if you uh -huh. got some I mean ship hauntings are the best. I would I would so atmospheric and so Yeah you're and trapped. so um yeah yeah, yeah they're they're um it's the Marysville Vortex 
Oh. Booze Boats and Billions. It's out of print oh, okay. now. Yeah. Who is that by? I'm reading that one. Book. That's why I'm oh, familiar really? with it. Oh, I... Smuggling Across Lake Ontario. Wow. I've read that and I didn't depression. pick that up. Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. You Good know what? Show. Um, I'm not as smart as you. There's more room in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's something sort of romantic about that. <laughs> Even though it doesn't, um, it doesn't quite have that, you know, that thing. So I think the bottom line of this whole interview and, and, the, and the summary of it is that we all need to get together yeah. <laughs> somewhere in Ontario. <laughs> <laughs> and start fleshing this out. I mean, Brian's here. Um, we can then we can they can just go their way, and we can go our way and read our female fiction. But no, I don't think <laughs> it is. Twilight? Well, I, no, I've been um. That's interesting. <laughs> you know, I've never really thought about it before because you just think there's a graphic. But I wonder how many um. How many of the other. <laughs> How many, how many males, you know, read Twilight? I wonder what the statistics on that yeah, are. Yeah, that'd be interesting to find out, eh? Um, I ain't saying nothing. <laughs> and I'll know who one of those are. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> they know. They know. But but it is interesting. I thought about this. This gave me a lot of, I was thinking about this a lot because when I was doing the promo things and stuff. And, you know, it is women's fiction. And that is, that is, that is the genre. And it's good to know that. I mean, but on the other hand, do they put men's fiction on like a shoot up thing or something on like Reacher? No, I read Reacher. Um, yeah. and they don't put men's fiction on this. That's true. So I, 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 I don't, you know, because what's going to happen? Some guy's going to pick it up and then go, ah! <laughs> they're talking about women's problems. <laughs> Give me that Reacher. It's so much easier to deal with. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so i was I, I was thinking about that but i mean for the time being it's a good because it's definitely women's stories and, oh, yeah. and their perspective on things but um, <laughs> i did do have that little that little <laughs> argument within myself um so thank you guys for coming again and the door is always open knock knock um i need to read um the one Miss with the two. The mystical veil? No. No. Oh, the, one with the two, the two um, covens. Oh, that's the... Oh, um, Harmony Grove. Harmony Grove. Okay, so I need to find out what happens with Amy, so I need to finish. <laughs> <laughs> and remember, the books about hauntings and the future one about the vortex... Near Kingston. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, under hauntings, the hauntings of Kingston. Yes. And yeah. the other, they're under Michelle Dory. Michelle Dory, yes. And the women's paranormal Par fiction, fiction is under Shelley. Yes. Shelley. Shelley Dory. Dory. And, and these, her books are exclusively on Amazon, right? They, they are. Or exclusive. has that changed? No, the ebooks are exclusive to Amazon. Uh, Paperbacks are also available on other uh, retailers' sites. And uh, some of the books are in audio as well. And I also have my YouTube channel, Michelle Dory. And uh, 
you can feel free to subscribe and listen to uh, any of the haunted books, uh, novels that I've got up there. And they are well narrated. I've listened to those while I'm doing dishes or whatever, because like I said, there's a lot of reading I want to do and I can't always, you know, just stop to do that. So I put them on when I'm doing other chores about the house. And I, sometimes the narrators are like, Ooh, I don't want to do this anymore, but you have good people. Yep. Doing the books. Yeah. So, Yeah, they're good narrators. Yeah. And some of them are um, AI as well. But, um, you know, it's some people don't like that. But a lot of people, I get good feedback from it. Well, you're giving it out. You're giving people those books for free. Yes. You know, and and um, narrators cost. Yeah. Yeah. Good narrators uh, could cost you, you know, up to twenty five hundred dollars or more. Yeah, so I think circumstances make those difference. Janice Richardson, who is also <laughs> author from Ontario, Ontario, said oh, really? it was a delightful show. Lots of merriment. Michelle and Jim hey, Jan, are a good thanks team. Thanks for the compliment. Um, <laughs> yes, I think you. Michelle is a wonderful person. <laughs> I think I'm the merry man. <laughs> <laughs> so it was great to have you guys back again. We need to do it again. Um, the door is always open. Just give it a knock. And um, yeah, maybe someday. Okay. We'll all, all right. Get That's great. Well, thank you so much. Thanks thank for you. having us. Really okay. Take you. care. I believe it's it been an fun. Hour. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Time go? It's crazy. <laughs> I can't, okay. I, I, Jim won't. There we go. Okay, great time all the way around. I'm just going to close off the comment section now. And um, for the rest of you, I'll see you next week. Until then, may your coffee be hot and your story sweet. Thanks for listening, everyone. You are listening to Fico 